Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. All right, welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. I am Brett Berkey with Rick, Rick Allen. Allen. Yep. Nice yes. So uh, last time we had our first podcast and we talked about a little bit what's going on with this whole COVID thing. And uh, what well, we decided to change the topic this week and not do something on the news right now. It's a little gloomy. So what we decided to do was uh, just tell the origin story. How did this get started? How did paper stack start and how did the, for- the team form? It's a really interesting story. I've got some funny things to it. And so I just basically, Rick, I'm going to turn this over to you. But uh, before we do, just remember everyone. This podcast is sponsored by Paperstack. If you currently don't have an account, please just go to paperstack.com. It's free to start, free to list, and start bidding on some assets. There is an increase of inventory on the platform that one just came over where they're uploading a bunch of stuff like right before this podcast. There's stuff to look at. Start a safe search. Always be alerted as soon as something that you like hits the platform. But after that, let's go ahead and get started. Rick, ask, tell me how this started. So I'm sure people are curious of why. Yeah, I hear, I get the question a lot. What was the idea for Paper Stack? How did it start? Where did you guys come up with the idea? And uh, it is an interesting story. Just my background ties into it a little bit. I had been in buying distressed assets now for probably 15 or 16 years. And in 2011, I had a company, TJ and I, our other partner, we owned together and we sold it off at the end of 11. And we were going to have a lifestyle business and play some golf, build a rental portfolio. And we actually ended up buying a mortgage note around, I don't know, three months into our lifestyle business. And we did really well on it. It was a frame duplex. It was in Winter Garden, Florida. The debt was 90 grand. We paid 8,400 bucks for it. Got the house back and had it sold within 14 days. All kinds of things we did wrong there that we probably shouldn't have, but we came through it. And we sold it for 38000 And so we we're like, wow, oh, this is great. So we did that over. And one of the first big trades we did, we had about a quarter of a million dollars out. And it was just, it was a night from front to back, from the due diligence side to the collateral side. It was crazy. We were in the process of running our due diligence. For one thing, they were telling us, okay, you have all the due diligence materials. We sent it to you. It's in Dropbox. And I was looking, I'm like, we don't have it. I don't see it anywhere. And it turns out that they were seeing Dropbox, but what they meant was Box, which is a competitor of Dropbox. And I actually had a Box account and I didn't know it. And one of the things with Box is it automatically accepts invitations to folders and doesn't tell you. And so I was like, man, or if it did tell me that email got buried in my 50,000 emails I have. Not a joke. I have 50,000. So... It was, so we got to do, we got the due diligence documents. We started looking at the assets and like 12 of the ones that we bid on, eight of them were not there anymore. They'd been demoed. Two other ones were lost to taxes. It was just, so we were looking at it going, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. They wound up replacing those, those assets with ones that weren't lost to tax deed and that weren't demolished. And one of the collateral files we actually ended up getting in when we did complete the trade. Only thing in the collateral file that was original was the lost note affidavit. Everything else was copies. So at that point, TJ and I looked at us and we said, 
And this is crazy. The fact that I have to send my money to these people that I don't know, they're going to hold it. They're going to send me and we have to release the release the funds. And then they send us the collateral file and we get this collateral file back. that was, it was like Swiss cheese, man. There's no way yeah. I can take that to court. And we said, we got to change this. TJ and I are not what I would say tech guys. We didn't have a, a great concept of the technology we wanted to use. We just knew we wanted to develop a website. So we saw some other websites out there and we said, oh, let's just go build something like that. And we did what I think everybody does when they start out to build something. They outsource it. And we outsourced mm -hmm. it overseas. And over the course of probably nine months, we vaporized around 25 grand and got back. It was bad because but I had no issues with Indian, India or anything like that, but there was a, li a little bit of a language barrier there. Yeah. And so we weren't able to communicate very well. We were at our wits end and actually I wound up bumping into Brett one day when we were at Publix or I was at Publix and I was talking to Brett and we were saying, Hey, you know, what's going on? Catch it up. If you guys don't know, Brett and I went to college together, spent me a good day in Gainesville, listen to Brett play the guitar and going out and <laughs> having a good time. So I was, we're catching up at Publix. I'm telling Brad what we're doing. He's like, I want to come in and talk to you. You know, we're talking about note investing, the platform. And so Brett comes into the office and the next day and he's in there and we're talking for probably an hour and Brett's really pumped up and excited. I'm like, Brett, I don't know why you're here. Are you here to invest in notes? Are you here to learn? Are you here to work? Paper stack, or not paper stack. It was at the time it was called investment note exchange, what we were talking about. He goes, no, I just want to work with you on investment note exchange. And Brett, we don't have any real capital right now. He's coming on board. So Brett came on board and tried to help us sort out the issues we were having with our outsourced developers. And Brett did a great job, set up repository. He was like, hey, where's the repository? Do they have a GitHub? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Brett. What are you, what are you what's Git, Git what? Moving forward, it ends up that when we finally get the working product back or the product they gave us, it was just, it was really bad. So we went to, I said, you know what? Let me show this to somebody I know. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Quinn, who is now our fourth founder, foreshadowing there, but I said, Mike, take a look at this. This is the platform we're developing and let me know your thoughts. And then from there, Brett started working with Mike and talking to him. And basically Mike said it was, what we had was, it was not good. There was tons of security issues. 
he called, I think he called it spaghetti code or something along those lines. And I was like, would you be interested in developing for us? And he said, I would only do it if there's ownership involved. I'm not doing it for just getting paid jobs. I don't do that anymore. So from there, I was like, okay, he called me back up after a couple of days. Like, look, I don't even really understand what you guys are doing, but Brett is so excited about it. He goes, I'm in. He goes, I'm in. And from there, we had four founders and we started yep. developing the first run at Paperstack. It was so funny. We would go to, we thought we were like, we are taking over the world. Here we go. This is like October of 15, I think. We yeah. started like putting the rubber to the road and we started going attending conferences. We're like, yep, we're here. We come paper stack. Here we come. And I remember at one conference and we had a, a sign in page. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. We were like, dude, you can sign in and you can verify your account with your cell phone. And yeah. somebody walked up to Mike and he's looking at, it, he goes, what are you guys even doing? You yeah, I have anything. Yeah. And you can attest, Brad. We did, we, people were just always looking at us like, you're getting there. I remember when we finally showed up. We launched our beta product in November of 17 at the Note School event in Dallas. And well, it was kind of beta. Was that a beta? We launched it at IMN in September, Dana Point. Was it Dana Point? Oh, oh it yeah. was. You're right. Yeah. It was Dana Point. I, we were out on the balcony and you recorded that's right. something. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's true. But I remember the note school event because that's where the guy said this to Mike, what are you even doing here? When yeah. we, and that was a lot of the note school or the note investors that we knew. I remember mm -hmm. them all being like, wow, you guys, you finally did it. And even looking at that now, man, one of the things we realized right away mm -hmm. is that we had a great product, but we, there's, man, this could be so much better. And mm -hmm. we actually immediately started a rewrite of the product. Once we, the whole code base, we launched beta. We started rewriting the code base immediately into the framework that we're on now, which was really, it was a, it was so lucky, wasn't it? Because, was, um, had we had the products finished six months earlier and started a rewrite, we wouldn't potentially have what we have now because the, the framework that we started writing this on wasn't out. It wasn't out at that time. It yeah. literally came out weeks, like two weeks prior to the rewrite. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty new. Mike was, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable guys on something Firebase because he, there's, he's using yeah. it ways that people are using it. And he, he took a leap, leap of faith and yeah, now, now it's a kind of a way that people do code, but it's, he's, yeah, that was a leap of faith, but yeah, a good one, you know? Yeah, it was, so we, so yeah, it was great. We started the rewrite just immediately, right? It was literally right when Firebase came out and we were pretty excited. Okay. We're going to ch change things up on some of the, make it a little bit more dynamic. And along this time, we had somebody come up and this was when, this was for me was like, this was like the, cause I was a little, oh my gosh, this is scary. But this was like when an institutional guy came up, he's like, look, I'm the buyer. I've already got a seller, but our investors are requiring us to use a platform like yours. I need to do a million dollar transaction on there. Here it is. Here's, a, I've already got, everything's done. All we gotta do is upload it on. And we did upload it and everything certainly worked out. Actually, that was a really rocky, that one was, that was rocky. We learned a lot just from that. Yeah. But since then we launched our version 1.0, we call mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Two, oh, yeah, this, the stable version is what we call it. The, one the that, stable one. Yeah. Yeah. In November of 18. Right. Um, 
at Node and Expo. ever since then, it's continually, and we've made some big additions. One of the most notable ones, I would say, is contract for deed. The ability to go to do notes and then contract for deed was certainly a big one. What else? Is, what else has been pretty monumental? What we're doing right now is pretty monumental. The changes that we're, we will have by the summers, that's, that's going to change everything. I don't know if we can talk about it. I think we can hint around at it. Some of the stuff like security-wise that we're doing right now is we're implementing a KYC and an AML. Right, which is know your customer, so that way people, it's a way to to deter nefarious individuals. People are coming out in there with bad intent. We'll have people's identity not in our database, in a different database, but to where we'll then we'll know if somebody comes on and they start doing bad things, we'll know who they are, and we'll be able to block them and lock them off the platform. And then if people are coming onto the platform who have done bad things in the past already, so. Yeah, it's definitely a way to keep the people out that don't have good intentions or wasting people's time. Really what we're trying to do is we work hard to get buyers and we work hard to get sellers. And the last thing I want is all that hard work to go to waste. So when people are there, they're expecting a certain type level of investor. They don't want to be drug around to learn that somebody's trying to shop their loans. And so when we, we've seen that in the past, we kick them off. Like it's just, that's not how it goes. So you're not, they're not being upfront and honest. They don't like that. And so this will help us probably have less users, but a higher user base of good people. So that's the goal. Yeah. And I think touching on the stuff that's happening over the next four months by the, by the summer, we're definitely looking at breaking out the transaction to oh, yeah. where people can just do a closing. You don't need to be on the platform. You don't need to be within on the marketplace side of things. You'll be able to execute a closing just much like how that is the first institutional buyer did. When they came in, they said, look, you got the buyer, you got the seller. Uh, I just want to do the closing. Because that's one thing, honestly, it's what people have been asking for. A lot of people have been asking like, hey, can I utilize your escrow? Hey, can I just want to do the closing part, the collateral on it. And so we're breaking that out to where it can just be ordered a la carte on there, which is going to be, it's going to be great. Um, and then REO. Yep. That's a big one. Yeah. Mike sees this. He's going to be like, you don't do that. You don't tell what's coming. But no. REO, and then we'll keep the other one big. We'll keep the other one locked down. The one, the other three. But yeah, there's some exciting stuff coming along. It's going to be great for Paper Stack. But the journey's been, it's been crazy. Right? Yeah, it's been yeah, but it's been fun. We get when we go out and go to these different conferences. It's I like when we first started. We didn't really know anybody. Now I feel like when we go there, it's like a reunion. So oh, I get to see all the, all our friends, and it's a great time. And uh, I don't know when we'll be able to go to. The mayor, when you go there, everybody knows Brett Berkey. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's fun. Cause, but when we're going to go to a conference again, it might be a little bit far out. But that's something in the, the journey of hard lessons learned. I love the fact that we're, as a team, we are always saying you're allowed to make mistakes, but just not twice. And the way we do it, where we take, okay, what do we do? What screwed up? How do we fix it? And moving forward, oh, yeah. what's the process? And that, I think that's something that a lot of people don't know about PaperStack is that we're very structured and so we couldn't because people think it's a bigger company but it's not but we we have our things we're doing each day knocking these things out there's tickets there's the way it's communicated and i think because of doing that i've learned a whole bunch and just just grown as a professional in just all aspects because of stuff like that but it bleeds over to my personal life i use the same systems to get stuff done around the house but one of those things where i've yeah i wouldn't trade this for the world this is fun 
Maybe. I mean, it's always, uh, certainly enjoy the journey. Not that's all about the journey, not the destination. Looking forward to. I don't, it's weird to say that I don't think there is a destination on Paper Stack. Obviously, you want to build it up as big as possible. Or we have our sort of end goals of where we'd like to see the company go. But it's always growing. It's always yeah. Some it's of those always things we're talking about. Evolving. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You are here. Be my. I was going to say, it's funny. There goes my daughter walking through where this is like the new norm, isn't it? Like, I can't tell you how many uh, conference calls or phone calls I've been on when there's kids in the background walking through. And that's just because right now we're all in lockdown. Yeah, that part's weird. I think also too, when this is all said and done and we get back to some kind of normal focus of life, it's, I think it's going to be hard to go back to the old way of how people were scanning and sending things. The county's got to, they're not recording stuff because it's not on a print piece of paper. They just got to, it's 2020. What the, just things like that just seem to be like, this is a good time for the world to just say, do we really need to do it? Like with these print papers and scanning the government's doing electronic signatures and electronic notary. Why are bills, right? So huh? it's, yeah, like just seeing, I agree with you, man. Coming through all of this is going to be, like life is going to change in general. People are working at home. There are people who can work at home and corporations are going to see, wow, you can do that. We've actually had people even reach out to us and talk to us about some of the potential for paper stack just because of the way there's these automated workflows and you can have some global analytics into what's the, where is that workflow in its process of maturity? You can see how it's 93% of the way done or 75% of the way done or whatever, and it updates automatically. So. I think that's all tying into people are going to start working at home a little more. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something huge that you see out of this, that people being able to work at the house. You I, know? I wouldn't mind if I had an office. I have to sit on the back porch and stuff. It's like one of those things where I should have grabbed everything, but I didn't. I didn't. I was like, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Crap. You, yeah. I came home with a truckload. I had to set up the office. I knew. I was like, man, this could be. And even it was, and I said, I know it's going to be at least two or three weeks. And I was like, that's, a, for me, that'd be a long time not working without my main PC, even though I can do some stuff and it's all in the cloud, but having, I got two monitors here. I have three at the office, three. So this has been, I'm like roughing it right now on two, but, yeah. uh, but it's lots going to change and probably for the better. Yeah. Let's hope so. I think we'll all come out of it a little bit more focused on what matters. I've got to spend a lot of time with my family. A lot of times working away, not being at home a lot. My youngest, I missed a lot of that part when she was growing up because it was when we were building paper stack. But now I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with her at end of the day, turn it down and go outside. We do a project. We've been doing chalk, made tie dye, made paper mache, bath bombs. We it's take the time to reflect on the family and build that relationship because I think in 20 years, they're going to, they're going to be sitting around with their friends and they're going to say, what did you do during that time? And I think for myself, I better behave during this time and be a good dad because that's going to be stuck with them forever. Overall, I am a good dad, but just like the fact of being an extraordinary dad, because at this time, they're going to look back and say, I remember when they're 80, they'll be like, I played with my dad. We went outside. We you did yeah. these because these things are going to be deep in their psyche moving forward. I almost did something on for April Fool's Day where I was going to tell them that it's off. You guys can go outside and go play with your friends. And as soon as they were going to get out of the garage, I was going to say April Fools. But did one April Fools. We told them Governor DeSantis 
had said that there's just going to be too much time this everybody's going to redo the grade they're in rick you're redoing fifth grade oh my uh, grace was first grade and grant was dpk and oh my gosh the the reactions i got from them were priceless. oh my god it oh was, yeah it was good but uh, anything else or should we no try to keep on? these short i just wanted to have tell the people the origins so they can listen to this one i know this is the second leave one, anything but... out no, I think that's pretty much everything. I think we, the only thing I remember that I was, I started off on a bad foot. I ran out of gas on the way to your office. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, damn, I thought I ran out of gas. I remember I had to go to get a gas tank. And just something I always remember. And I was like, man, they're going to, this is a bad way to start this. And so, yeah. But, An hour late? Yeah. <laughs> so I ran out of gas. Oh, Stuck wow. in traffic. And I was like, I'll make it. I'll make it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, crap. I got to like pull into the medium. And that was a mess, but that's it. So this is our second episode of Paper Sack Podcast. Again, if you're listening and you enjoy it, we'd love a lovely love for you to leave a comment. Or if, again, if you haven't got an account, go over and get an account. And if you're a user and you're looking for something that you want to see on the platform, we're all ears. Just reach out to support and we'll be more than happy to review it. And if it works, it's something we can do. We're going to do it. But that's it. I want to be safe out there and we'll hope to see you in the next episode. Thanks. See ya.